This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us, and thank you for your reviews. They're helping a ton in the ratings, just like I said they would. Chris is out today, just telling you that right off the top. In case everything is messed up, I don't want anybody acting surprised. It's another great day in suburban Wisconsin. I'm here at HQ holding down the fort, talking to the various animals who may wander through the studio. But I digress. Coach is back from his summer meetings about the finer points of heat stroke. Angela is joining us from her little Hollywood sports nook as well. We have enough to make a ham sandwich, so let's go. Speaking of animals, before we get to the sports, we have a dog problem in this country. Now, I love dogs, all dogs, even Major Biden. But man, Major Biden has got to stop biting people. <laughs> White House emails reportedly state that old Major bites the Secret Service Pretty much every day. Eight days in a row. Finally got him bounced from the property. I don't know where he's going now. Maybe uh, Camp David or whatever. I don't blame the dog. It's a beautiful dog. It's a, just a wonderful good boy. They say when it comes to these behavioral things, the responsibility is on the owner. And when I think about it that way, not only do I not blame Major Biden, I actually feel bad for him. Could you imagine trying to take commands from that mumbling stuttering prick major dude come over sit on the talk about the, the sit on the sit on the by a corn pop yeah, roll over that dog has no shot he's sitting there like dude what the fuck is a corn pop man how do i even do that everything sounds like a command to this dog because it's all gibberish you know you're supposed to be doing something people are looking at you but you have no idea what it is that's got to be a stressful existence for him. <laughs> of course, you know, he's going to freak out if a Secret Service member tries to pet him. He's like, what do you want? Get away from me, man. Anyway, free Major Biden. He's a good boy. It's not his fault that he's got a complex. He comes from a fucked up home. Anyway, sports. Angela, how, do how not, are you? How do they not name that dog Corn Pop? <laughs> that was an obvious choice. Name? Just for simplicity's sake. Yes, I agree. Any cereal would be a good dog name. Yes. The odds of him referring to the dog as Corn Pop as opposed to his actual name are pretty high. He's a bad <laughs> dude. Like a- <laughs> Major Biden's a bad dude. I mean, he's, he's biting eight guys. He's a bad dude. You know who else is a bad dude? It's the Birmingham Stallions. They defeated the Philadelphia Stars 33-30 to in the USFL Championship game. I completely left this off the docket last week. That's my mistake. Coach brought it up. He said, hey, I thought we loved the USFL. Why are we not talking about the championship game? I said, great point. Let's start with that. Did you see any of the uh, matchup between the Stallions and the Stars there? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Hard no. Sorry. Uh, I know I probably should have because we banged the drum on them, but that's a big no. I just saw where they won the championship. It was a thrilling game that had a little bit of everything. Big plays, backup quarterbacks, back-breaking turnovers, unique rules, truly head-scratching decisions, and a finish that wasn't decided until the final minute in regulation. 
But in the end, it was the Birmingham Stallions, the team with the longest odds before the season began, who ended up holding up the inaugural trophy. I wonder what the odds were there. I bet it was uh, a good 10 or 15 to 1. Could have, I mean, the future odds on that would have been pretty good. It, we, we probably should have got with the old XFL gym and seen, you know, try to see if we can get in on that. Yeah, the home team. I mean, it makes sense. They're playing in their own building. I don't know if you're really the home team. Do these other teams feel like they're away if they've never been to the yeah, cities they're reportedly every, from? Everybody's a road team every week. Man, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't get into the. I didn't get into that. And I tried. I watched it a couple times. I couldn't really get into it as much as I wanted to. Um, a little disappointing. Uh, for me, uh, next year I will try a little bit harder because I, I really want to see that that go. I just think they need to make the partnership with the NFL a little bit more. They need to tighten it up. Yeah, solidify the you know the affiliation. Yeah, an official affiliation lends some credibility to the yeah. organization. They say they're going to have a parade. They haven't had the parade yet. Uh, Birmingham Mayor Woodfin says there will be a parade for the USFL champions, Birmingham Stallions. That date of the parade is to be determined. They're navigating around a couple of other festivals and things that are going I mean, on down there. So I gotta, not top billing. Well, I mean, I got to ask. what? I mean, is the schedule just chock full in Birmingham, Alabama? They can't fit it between the hog calling and the uh, corn husk festival or whatever the, the pixie fairy uh, at, the, at the pavilion or what? What are we doing? Get them a parade, Birmingham. Damn. So they happened right away. Yeah. Like, what? What are you? Oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A month and a half later, we're going to fit them in between the uh, between the, the wheat harvest and possibly the uh, International Taco Festival that they have once a year in Birmingham or whatever it is. It cannot be that big a, a schedule in Birmingham, Alabama, that they can't block off a street and give them a parade. Give them a parade. Yeah, figure it out. I mean, one thing I've learned from doing this sports podcast is once a thing happens in sports, you got to talk about it right away or it's old news. By now, people have completely forgotten the USFL played a championship game a week right. later. I mean, that's right. Get mm. on it. You got to get on that. <laughs> you know who should get a parade is the fucking Baltimore Orioles, coach. Woo! They lost 5-4 to the Rays to end a 10-game winning streak. I failed this. I should have been on this streak. Did you know? If you'd bet $10 on that first game and then rolled your winnings over each time, you'd have close to $6,000 American now. Had you put that 6000 on the game last night, you'd have $0. But, <laughs> man, <laughs> you got they're white hot. You have to admit that we, uh, I, I think your bet has come apart. They've got a chance, and they're playing the best division in baseball. Yeah. They got a chance to, uh, they got a chance to make a run right here. A, a bunch of no names. Get on board, Orioles fans. They are now 500 after 90 games. They were only supposed to win 60. They've already got 45. Yes, they're making a charge. So crazy. Yeah, I mean, when it all comes together, it's like magic, right? I mean, you can have your pitchers pitching and your relievers doing good. And if you don't have your bats, it doesn't count. Like, it has to be a group effort. And that's awesome for them. Well, it's, it, it seems like a – I mean – I think about it like this. There's no exact science to putting a team together. And, and you know, if, if, if Moneyball taught us anything, it's that you can, you can try to try to plug these guys in 
stars don't make a team. I mean, it just depends, right. you know, especially in baseball. You can get a, a bunch of ragtag guys that really, really mesh well together and you can, you can really win and beat some people. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I'm, I wasn't an Orioles fan until we actually made that bet. In fact, I really never really liked them. And I've been to Camden and, uh, quite honestly, didn't, I wasn't impressed. Um, but, with Camden? Yeah. Sorry. <gasps> it's not, not, wasn't one of my top tier places. It, oh my God. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was a little ghetto for me, but whatever. You know, hey, I, I, I love you guys. I'm on board now and let's go win the World Series. <laughs> Don't meet your heroes. That's what Coach yeah. says about, yeah, about yeah, stadiums. Yeah, just, just watch them on TV because uh, <laughs> Camden Camden was okay. It was it was nice, but it wasn't you know uh, the 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 Mount Rushmore. It wasn't on there. Nobody. Saw, I mean, they're doing this with just young talent and a minimal payroll. Max Scherzer will make thirteen million more dollars this year than the entire Baltimore Orioles. In 2022, the Orioles payroll is less than the following players for this year. Max Scherzer, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Jacob deGrom, Garrett Cole, Corey Seager, Nolan Arenado, Francisco Lindor, and Steven Strasburg, all making more money in 2022 than the Baltimore Orioles team. (laughs) That alone makes you want to root for them, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, the best... I was I was looking up stuff about the Orioles this morning, and I found a tweet from April, I think it was, that um, the $47 million Orioles just won a game against the Yankees because their $48 million closer walked in a run. That's just beautiful. That's, that's sports poetry right yeah, there. That is exactly. That's karma. <laughs> the Yankees are the evil empire of baseball. That's your disclaimer yes. for the rest of that. Just, just letting Speaking you know. Of- Speaking of the Yankees, and and this is somebody who completely sucks at baseball, Joey Gallo is hitting under 070 in his last 22 games. So the question is, could you as a normal citizen hit 070 over 88 at-bats? I think I could guess my way to 070. Well, at what point do you just start trying to bunt for, for a hit? You just start trying to lay it down trying to scratch out anything that you can to, to, you know, kind of prime the pump on that deal. You can't do that. It's a (laughs) mental thing. Like you have to be able to have, you know, a breakout hit or some kind of a fluke home run to get you out of a slump like that. Usually that stuff is not physical. It's not an injury. It's a mental thing. And the same thing goes for pitchers too, where they get into this weird funk. And I think it happened to Yelich for a while too, actually. Um, it wasn't physical, but it's this mental thing. Uh, Listen, ha- as a Cubs fan, I know more about funk than anybody else. And and let me just tell you that you're exactly right. And and the, as a fan, all you can do is sit back and go, well, he's due. He's due. That's <laughs> all you can do. He's due. Yep. He's due. Uh, Place so that money down. He's every due. time he comes up, he's due. It's It's his Baseball. time. Baseball is weird. We had a catcher, Greg Zahn, I think it was. He forgot how to throw it back to the to the pitcher. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. It's The yips are really something else. It's a whole mental thing. One of the best videos in baseball is the one where Lester and um, <laughs> I want to think it's Pham trying to steal second, but he, he gets such a big lead that finally Lester just throws it over there 
And it's like a miracle happened because he never threw it. And that's why Fam was doing it. He, he, he knew he wouldn't throw it over there. And he finally did. That was that's, that's that should go down in Cubs history. But anyhow, that's <laughs> been your Cubs moment with Coach. Yeah, that's that's, that's the corner. thing I love about 162 games. You know, it's at some points these guys get bored and they try to do stuff just to see if they can do it. Right, right. make the game interesting. Oh, more baseball, God, football, please. <laughs> football can't come here soon enough, man. Hey. <laughs> More baseball, NL MVP race. Paul Goldschmidt is leading the race right now, but he's an older dude. I have a theory that uh, he runs out of gas down the stretch and somebody catches him. He is leading the he's the overwhelming favorite at plus 100. And then behind him is Manny Machado plus 550. Polar Bear Pete Alonzo. What a name at plus 600. And then Mookie Betts at 11 to one. which seems like a great number for a guy like Mookie Betts. Goldschmidt is hitting 329 with 19 home runs and 67 RBIs, R's beat I, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Machado's hitting 306 with 15 and 51. Pete Alonso, 268 with 24 and 74 runs batted in. I think if Pete Alonso could get that up closer to 300, he'd be the guy. Mookie Betts is hitting 265 with 20 home runs and 47 ribbies. I like Pete Alonso here. I just don't think Goldschmidt. Let me check how old he is. I can't root for Goldschmidt because he's a cardinal, and there's I just I can't do it. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. I'm a Machado. I'm in the Machado camp. I think that's probably likely. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on uh, Goldschmidt. It's hard to root for that guy, but you know he he's a quality player. He's been a quality player. He's really. I mean, he's really solid. I I I would just like to see anyone win it that's not a dodger because i think the dodgers are probably going to just run away with this thing and i hope not but we'll see well they got some older dudes nolan arenado's 31 i thought he was older than that albert pujols 42 the uh commissioner put albert pujols in the home run derby this year yeah (laughs) i i didn't really understand that move i didn't understand that um and you know good for him but what do you what do you guys think about that Weird. I think it's amazing and I love it and I can't get enough of it and I can't get enough of him and neither can the rest of baseball fans. He's just like an icon and no matter how he even does in the Derby, just him showing up to be there. That's what everybody wants. Like they want their chance to see him one last time in the home run Derby. Like to me in a way, I mean, you want to see the best of the best out there and he, I mean, even at his age, he, you know, he's a force. He always has been. And he's good days and bad days like everybody else. People who have the yips, maybe. <laughs> um, but that's what people want to see. And to be part of his farewell, you know, this last year and watching him go out and be part of that. That's, you know, what, only what any, any fan would want. And I'm super excited about that. And who knows what, what, might, I don't know, what might happen. It could be exciting. He yeah. could pull he- the beard off. He could uh, get some of those uh, HGH gummy bears before the game <laughs> and maybe, you know, jack a few home runs. He's got six on the year. So I think if he could hit six, that I just, would be good. I know it's going to be a baseball's dream and they're going to want, you know, the the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. And that's kind of probably where it's headed. But I, I hate both those teams. Just anybody but them, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm for anybody else. Deep down inside. I'll, I'm got the I've got the field. Come on, Orioles! Come on, Orioles! Shit! Come on, Orioles! 
God damn it. <laughs> I think Pete Alonzo just needs to get that average up. Uh, next, I think we're out of the baseball now. Now, next on the list is the legend of Lou Gens Dort. Uh, Coach, tell us about Lou Dort. I don't know much about Lou Dort. Well, but I know that we needed to give him his five minutes because he's an amazing human being. Uh, a great story. It is a great story. Guy started down in the G League or the D League, whatever they're calling it right now. Um, and, and he worked his way onto the roster. When he, when he got on the roster, he really made the most of his opportunity. Um, they, they, they literally, the Thunder went through a season where they were trying to tank and he, he just showed up and showed out every game in and out and just, He's become one of the best defenders in the league, and uh, he he produces for him. And this, it was I want to say two weeks ago that they they it, the talk of the town was are, are is is Lou going to be here because he had become such a marketable asset that other teams wanted him. Well, uh, they signed him to a long term deal, so he is going to be part of their long term rebuilding process, which which made a lot of people happy here. I don't know what piece he plays, but he's just such a he's a tenacious defender, man. And he and he really puts uh really, really does does produce for him when he needs to. Just a feel good story, man. The guy, you know, uh, the guy worked his way, worked his tail off. And now he's finally getting paid, uh, you know, uh, finally earned his his way and, and going to be a, a Thunder player for a long time. So it's, it's just a great story. One of those. Uh, you know, unwritten, untalked about sports stories that just they kind of just go go through and nobody realizes. But there's there's a million of them. He's just one of them, and 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 good for him. Lugans Dort. Remember the name because he's going to be a household name. The Thunder are coming. I found an interesting article about him from Fadeaway World. More than sports. Uh, Dort went undrafted after his time at Arizona State University. He clearly had some offensive limitations, but had enough upside as a defender to be granted a shot by a couple of NBA teams. However, he was overlooked for a very long time. See, that right there tells me he's a dog because defense is all about effort. The Oklahoma City Thunder took a gamble on him. They gave him a two-way contract to see how it played out, and he earned a call-up in 2019. He continued to grind and crack Billy Donovan's rotation after 20-plus games coming off the bench. Ended up playing a key role for the Thunder. He went from undrafted to embracing the responsibility of guarding James Harden in the playoffs and did an outstanding job. Side note, James Harden fucking sucks in the playoffs, so I mean, I could probably guard him there. But moreover, he scored 30 points with six three-pointers in a game seven of the first round and was a shot away from pulling off the ultimate Cinderella story by sinking a game winner. Yeah, wow. Well, and he and, and I, I want to say, not just James Harden, but they put that guy on every one that comes in the building i mean every every number one in the opposing color jersey he has them, and he does a great job he really does he's done a great job for the sounds like it sounds like he's just the guy you sick on the uh opposing star yeah he's finally got to go out there and give 150 percent. absolutely <laughs> good for him <laughs> more basketball paulo benchero NBA Summer League, where you work out your younger players and your bench guys to try to up their game before the season starts. Not much to look forward to. Not great basketball to watch, but it does at least pit the top prospects against one another, or at least it's supposed to. The Orlando Magic were set to play the Oklahoma City Thunder, 
about a week ago, so obviously everyone is looking forward to Banchero versus the Big Straw, Apollo and the Popsicle Stick, the Blue Devil versus the White Bread, whatever you want to call it. The matchup was set with old Chet until the Magic decided they'd seen enough out of their 19-year-old prospect, and they went ahead and shut him down for the rest of the summer. There was a 15% chance I watched some of that game in the first half at least, but now there's no chance I watch NBA again until football is over in the spring. I mean, what are you doing? He's 19. Yeah. Do you not want to get him some reps out there? See how he does against the uh, the cornstalk. It's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things that is a uh, is something that NBA summer league is not really worth watching. I mean, people watch it about a week after the draft to see if the guy that they drafted performs, which they almost always do. Uh, I mean, I say that, but I who who is setting their DVR for NBA Summer League. Uh, the NBA season is over. Everybody's sitting here just like we are, waiting on football to start and milking the last life out of baseball they can get because most of their teams, like mine, are probably going to be out of it by the All-Star. I, I made a Summer League bet. I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't know you could. Uh-huh. I heard on SportsGrid that the Trailblazers were going to be playing all of their actual starters in the first game against, I think it was the Pistons. So I took Blazers minus four and a half and they won by four. And I said, never again, <laughs> never betting summer league again. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's tough, but I don't, I don't, man, I'm not getting down on the NBA summer league. I don't like nope. the NBA enough to watch the regular season. So <laughs> I mean, I had, I do follow it because I'm a Thunder fan, but I, I don't, it's not my thing. I mean, uh, and I'm sure there's people out there that live and die by the summer league, but that's not me. Don't push that I had me. so many funds in the account <laughs> from uh, Plus Money Golf that I was like, hey, let's see if we can turn some of this into God. profit in summer league. Are those guys so just much. like cooking with dynamite over there or what? They're just I every week, just just turnstile of winners. I don't know what kind of system they, they got going, but the names they give us on Tuesday night end up winning on Sunday. Well, I can so. tell you with the system they got is they're printing almanacs. That's what they're doing. They're printing <laughs> yep. almanacs and they're selling them for half price. Get them now. It's like a back to the future scene. It they're is. Just, yeah. They're, they're just printing it out. You can be, you can own Biff's hotel by the end of it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. You could have one of those, one of those TVs that takes up the whole wall. Yeah. That's exactly. actually also a phone. Yeah. Back to the Future called a, a lot of stuff, actually. Oh, they hey, they they really did. That was <laughs> that was great, great, great cinematic excellence. Man, so many original ideas in the eighties. They don't have original ideas anymore for films. Here's an original idea. We go now to Gujarat Village, um, in India, home of the definitely totally real IPL. Um, these guys created a fake. Champions oh, League. Yeah, um, yeah. They put the work in. They dressed people up as cricket players. Um, they paid them five dollars each, the equivalent of five American dollars per game, <laughs> to play these things out. They played it out for camera, fake players, fake umpires, fake crowd noise, probably fake tailgates where they serve up plastic food like your daughter did when she was four. <laughs> it was televised on BBC, and they had a YouTube feed. Oh. Oh my God, they had these Russian guys betting on it. Um, they must have put it on some kind of site where these guys could have access to to place bets. Basically, they had they even had a guy calling the games like um, they have basically the Indian Al Michaels is a guy named Harsha Bogle <laughs> over there. And Indian they had Al a guy <laughs> they had a guy doing an impression of Harsha Bogle 
calling the games. He thought it was hilarious when he found out about it. Um, so good. Yeah. They had Russian degenerates who thought they were betting on a legit sports, losing thousands. <laughs> so these guys still alive then or no? I don't know. Hey, you have to admit, that's pretty smart. I mean, I, I don't listen. My hat's off to anybody who, uh, you know, can can figure out the system and a way to 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 make money. And people will say that that's, you know, they're taking advantage of people or whatever. But I mean, if you're taking it, I don't know. I'm not even going to go on that limb. I'm just saying my hat's off to them for doing that. That is phenomenal. That is entertainment. They're probably drama majors. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. What's going on in India? It's probably the same thing going on in Birmingham. They can't have a parade. I mean, they're sitting around going, hey, let's let's scam some Russians. I'm all about that. You need to hire those guys <laughs> to create a fake parade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. What else we got? Um, Let's see. What else we got? Adam Scott is trending. What's that about? Oh, that's Spider-Man shit. <laughs> you don't need that. Um, John wanted you to read the names of the Wimbledon final eight, but he has <laughs> the names. <laughs> We might want to save that for Thursday. I want John to be here for that because I, I promise you, I I will not get close on those. Wimbledon, another thing, not on my plate. Sorry, I'm not a Wimbledon just, guy. I, I love it when John talks about it. Um, really, the only time that that goes on the my radar is when uh, I see one of those clickbait deals that says, see what somebody's wearing or something. And, and okay, I mean, I'm into that. That's about it. That's the only time. And and I don't know. I mean, you got you got your Williams sisters. Um, you got your Williams sisters. That's uh, pretty much uh, you Federer. Got Andre is, Agassi is uh, Federer still there? <laughs> pretty much after they lost Johnny Mack, I was done. I cashed in on my Wimbledon. That was I, a minute ago. Yeah, that's been a couple oh, days back. God. The summer is just a long walk through the sports desert, taking oh. small sips of baseball. Yeah, just hoping that you can make it to football without. I don't yeah. know, taking up crochet. Well, and I love baseball. You guys are all like, what the hell do you have against baseball? You oh, guys? I, I don't get me wrong. I love watching baseball too. I, I just really, gosh, I wish my Cubs would just do something. They just, That's why you're not about baseball. You're right. You're exactly right. It's hard to watch. And I watch them because I love the game and, and I love them. And I'm back. It's back to the, the desert that, that I was in about, all early 2000s where every day was pretty much just an excuse to, to, to drink because we were out of it by about the fourth or fifth inning. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's back to that. And and I hate that because I, I, I love the Cubs and I want them to baseball be is much better when your team is competitive. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you can go to the game. I remember when we first got, like when Milwaukee first called up Braun and Fielder, we had been bad for so long, basically my entire so life long. until that point. Um, you know, you'd go to games at County Stadium or then when they built Miller Park, you went to Miller Park for the novelty, not because the team was good. So then when it was like, we can expect to win games, they went down to St. Louis and took three out of four to get into the playoffs. And it was like, oh, okay, this is what it's like. Miller to have Mania. a successful team. This is so much more fun. Brewer, <laughs> Brewer, Brewer Mania was everywhere. Yep. Yep. Prince Fielder, very likable guy. A vegetarian, you wouldn't know by looking at him. How how do you achieve that physique with a vegetarian diet? I'm not sure. Hey, he listen. be a vegan. The guy was in the ESPN body issue. 
and and he's not, it's not it's not I mean he's not unimpressive. The guy is uh the guy is a pretty amazing uh athlete as far as looking, you know, you wouldn't know it by looking at him, but he's he does he's pretty impressive. Pretty impressively built. Just saying. Yeah, I'm pretty know? sure. I'm pretty sure it's the uh the powder blue that they have there in Milwaukee. <laughs> right. He's not a vegan, just a vegetarian. He said, I like salads, but sometimes they get creative. Uh, I like regular food, just no meat in it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> now they call it. Uh, now they call it Amfam Field, not Miller Park. I'll never call it that. What's well, better? They're calling that Heinz Stadium is AccuSure, and it sounds like a geriatric. Yeah. Protein. You rename them whatever they want. I, I mean, I'll call them what I want. <laughs> right. Comiskey. Southside is always going to be Comiskey. Exactly. You're not you're not renaming it. It's just it's just gonna be what it is. Miller Park's always gonna be Miller Park. It was Heinz Field for over twenty years. Yeah. It'll I mean be Heinz it'll Field always forever. be yes. Heinz Field, if if you ask me. This is arguably worse than changing Miller Park to AmFam Field. Although Miller and Milwaukee are are really, you know, woven within the tapestry of one another, I guess. But Heinz and, and Pittsburgh just as much. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> I mean, I assume the Yinzers are not happy. I mean, I mean they don't. Be. Angry Steelers fans have started a petition to get the team to dump the new stadium name. For the past 20 years, the Steelers home was in Pittsburgh was known as Heinz Field. But that has changed based on the early reaction. It seems that most fans aren't happy about the fact that there's a new name. Um, they've started a change.org petition, which is all that always happens when something when oh, somebody sure. doesn't like something. Fire up uh, the change. Petition right. said Heinz Field is the only sponsored stadium that the team has ever played in, previously playing at Three Rivers Stadium, Pitt Stadium, and before that, Forbes Field. But now the Heinz Field sponsorship is no more. Its new name was just announced, and it's all caps horrible, says Daniel Sass. <laughs> Uh, apparently super fan <laughs> has a fan base ever liked a new stadium name or a new team name i can't think of well, uh, one hey anyway. so that you guys might not find this crazy but this is kind of on the topic that we're we're talking about right now um you know stadiums in general the the shelf life on a new stadium is not very long you know, they just the Rangers just built a new one down there. And the, the big story this week in Oklahoma City is that in order to keep the progress going, that the Thunder needed a new stadium. The other one is I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Paycom, Paycom Arena. I'm trying to see how old it is, but it cannot be that old. And and it led me to um, thinking that's ridiculous until they started saying, you know, it's the third oldest arena in the NBA. And I thought, how in the world could that be? And so I was looking it up, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. This trend of teams needing new stadiums and, and, and them just, you know, I know there's the icons and the legends, but it just seems like you're one or the other. You either have these, the, these legendary stadiums or every 10 years you're petitioning to build a new, a new stadium. And it's kind of a race because – the, the league itself continues to promote this, to continue to, you know, um, drive uh, revenue. 
Yeah. Build more luxury boxes. You need those luxury boxes so you can keep that money and just share the uh, the peasant ticket money with the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this and it. Um, I'm trying to find it. This, I wouldn't be surprised if the experience goes to basically luxury boxes or home on the couch because the general like going to an NFL game, Lambo is iconic. It's great to go there, but you're also missing all the rest of the football for the day and you're sitting on bleachers. I mean, it's a beautiful right. place, but you could sit on your couch with whatever food you like at, you know, retail prices and flip game to game on your 60 inch that's ultra a, that, high definition television. I, it. I mean, and it's not for the comfort of the, the monetary factor, but like somebody like, like if you're watching baseball or football, like I want to see the play. I want to see the replay. I want right. to hear what the coaches are saying. I want to see, you know, the, the. Well, that's another point in itself. Pitch like I want to do all that, but like in a perfect world, the best is when you're in your box and you can look out and see the field, but you also can look at the little TV right above yes. you, and that's like sports heaven. So, right. Yeah. That's right. that's why Washington crossed the Delaware in the middle of the night in icy <laughs> conditions. Right yeah, there. So I could sit in the lecture. Yeah, right. So it was built in 2002. It was built in 2002, and they're already saying, "Hey." This place, Third Oldest Arena, it's a dump. <laughs> I mean, we need a new one, you know. And I'm like, I mean, the same thing happened in uh, with the Rangers. The Rangers, uh, Arlington Ballpark. I mean, it was less than I want to say 15 years old. I should have done my research uh, before. Sorry, but Arlington yeah, Ballpark I'm a research guy. But what, what we were talking about, what you were saying is another big news story this week was that the NFL says the red zone's going to go to its own deal they're not going to huh? stream it anymore they're they're going to get, have their own so they can make the money off of it instead of direct tv uh oh yeah so oh, the sunday ticket yes yes sunday ticket red zone right okay yeah right so they were the nfl's trying to find a way where they can monopolize all the cash off that but you know this this trend of everything is everything old you know, if it's if if it's not new, it's crap. You know, I I don't know if I can get on board with that. I mean, I I just wonder. You know, twenty thirty years from now, are we still going to have the old chestnuts? And and there's not going to be. I mean, how does a place get to be iconic? Well, it hold, hosts big games, in, in and has big situations and big moments, and then just to tear it down every twenty years and and build something new. I don't I don't know. I mean, the Chesapeake Arena is. You know, it just it just seems to me like like that's a generational thing because I I like things that are old. I like things that are that are have, are, have stood the test of time. And I understand that everybody wants something brand new, but it just seems to me like a maybe part of a bigger discussion of if if something's not brand new, it's crap. And and I don't I don't know about that. So yeah, like the romanticism and the nostalgia versus like trying to hold people's attention through you know, technology and convenience. Sure. Well, how does the C, you know, I mean, how does these, how does the Seattle Kraken ever get an iconic arena? How does the Oklahoma City Thunder ever get an iconic arena? They host right. big games and have big moments at big times. And that becomes a, a place. I mean, how does any of those expansion teams get the next Madison Square Garden? Or is that just a place where you just go, you know, hey, there's only one of those and that's the way it's going to be. And everybody else, you're in an arms race to, to have the best, arena of this decade or best arena of this you know uh of, of the recent past because they're only all living to be about 20 years old 
So yeah, the life cycle is basically you get it built, you host the all-star game in your respective sport. And then 10 years later, you rename it something.com. And then 10 more years later, you tear it down. Yeah. Build a new one. That, post that the is, all-star game. That is the timeline. The You're exactly right. That's the designed that's obsolescence, the patented timeline and these new, um, stadiums that they're building these new stadiums like uh atlanta and and the chargers build i mean these are such you know fabulous venues even even the the dallas live thing they've got going on down by jerry world and 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 they you know they they do these they've become a whole and we've talked about it on the show that's become like a circus that surrounds these stadiums and and i just i know that's the new way i just i just don't know about that i don't know if i excited about that can get on board with that every 20 years franchise getting a new stadium as a taxpayer by gosh i don't know get off my lawn yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm reading about these this this fake cricket league they had umpires wearing (laughs) radios and they would radio the umpires to instruct the players to do whatever the thing was that the russians bet wouldn't happen oh that's fantastic Those guys are dead. <laughs> how much? How much uh, money did they make off of that? It said thousands of rubles, <gasps> so like seventeen bucks. So yeah, so well, essentially were. they made, which uh, still dead. That somewhere somebody's going. These guys, all of them, dead. Families dead. <laughs> I'm like just imagining the witness protection for that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to move you to Idaho and change your name to Mr. McMurphy and Farm. Oh, look at oh, Hey, this show just got 64% more attractive. Exactly. Hey, John, what's up? Good morning. You got the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a text from Angela that she's got to go soon. So this can be like a tag like, team situation. I jump right. out of the ring. You jump into the ring. It's a co-ed tag team. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Coach we, has got tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish, so he's got to get on the road soon. But we do have time to talk a little sports, and then I have an Oklahoma murder for you too. Oh, perfect! Ooh. What's the over and under that, that that? It's not Hootie; it's whatever they call him now. I call him Hootie because he's always going to be Hootie to me. What's the over and under on number of Hootie songs that the guy actually plays? Because if he doesn't play "Hold My Hand," I might burn the place to the ground. I think he knows better than to not play "Hold My Hand." Or I only want to be with you. Oh, His yeah. name's Darius Rucker, but yes. at this point, yes. just go by Hootie. Yeah, just call yourself yeah. Hootie. You're going to be Hootie to me. Same way with the stadiums. He could achieve one name status. Why is he not doing it? He kind of pseudo has it already. Yeah. yeah. He's just not accepting it. I wonder like if in interviews he's that guy that says, uh, I, I'm not Hootie. I'm blah, 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 whatever his name it's is. Like- I, I refuse to call him that. You're it's like hoodie. Durant refusing to let us call him Durantula or the Slim Reaper. It's like, dude, Slim what are you doing? Get on board. You're seven foot three, 110 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Durantula is too perfect. If he was on the show, Jim, if he was on the show, we would call him that, even if he didn't want to be called that. You guys remember when Jim Everett was, <laughs> remember that one? The old Jim Everett? Boy, that was a closet one. When uh, Jim Rome was I... calling him Chris Everett or Chrissy Everett. Oh, Jim Rome. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a bigger douchebag in sports than Jim Rome? <laughs> he has been up in Eagle River, Wisconsin for the last week just tweeting about how amazing the place is. He's yeah. endearing himself to me. I can't, right. can't decide how to feel about it. He keeps talking about my favorite place like it's his favorite place. I'm like, son of a bitch. Is Jim Rome cool? 
<laughs> I, maybe he is, but gosh, I can't listen to him for more than five seconds without wanting to punch him in the face. Just Come his on. tone. Guy's got an <laughs> opinion. You want to hear it. He wants to say it. He's going to tell it to you, and you're going to listen. It's a hot take racket. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> sounds like, he sounds like he just burst into every room with the information you're begging to have when really it's like, what? Just shut up. Hot coffee. I just got it. Here it is yeah. in my cup. He would be a great prosecutor. You'd never know when he was done asking his question. So you're telling me you were at the location. Yeah, I was. At the time that, hang on, are you done? He's like Shorzy. Huh? Yes. Huh? <laughs> for what? Oh, for <laughs> God, I love that show. I'm almost through all the Letter Kennys. I'm on season seven now. So it's, 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 it's your, your top two characters. My top two characters in Letterkenny are Wayne, for sure. Wayne is fantastic. Um, and the coach. The coach was always young. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> he's also a degenerate gambler. Although in the later seasons, he's really leaning on that laugh straight into the camera. And it's not as funny as he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. He needs to go uh, back. No, to the the, his bit about his ex-wife or his dead wife, Barb. <laughs> he, he shoehorns that into every conversation Do does nobody like pastor glenn this is now a letter kenny show <laughs> pastor glenn is the one of the funniest characters at the letter kenny talent show when he has that creepy song who's gonna touch me there <laughs> whoa whoa Man, no, yeah, you got gotta see it to shorts. understand it. Me and we're, Andrew we're are over here coach. just whistling and looking at the sky. I don't. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you a link that. to this video. You'll get it. <laughs> it's it's just weird comedy. <laughs> All right, back to sports. I want to do a version of the match where we get Adam up here from Iowa, and we pair him up with Chris, and we pair me up with Smitty, and we golf, and we see how how Chris and I do under their tutelage. Um, I've been looking at drivers and mm-hmm. boy, they're not cheap. Um, no driver is a two to $300 seems like minimum investment. So then just, I asked Adam and Smitty, some. Hey, what, what should I be looking clothes. at? <laughs> yeah. And I've learned that Adam, who is a pro golfer and probably has surplus golf clubs is also left-handed. So now it's just about dropping the proper hints until it becomes his idea. <laughs> To give me a driver for super cheap. <laughs> I, I want to know why I'm not included in this because I'll have you know that my golf name is Hot Dog Money. If you're because... you're on sabbatical, if you can get to the to the Dairyland, you can I'll definitely come along. Yeah, John will kick I'm your ass. Perfect. Yeah. Except the reason I'm called Hot Dog Money is because I'd always bet uh, first guy to lose his ball buys hot dogs at the turn. So I always I always had to have Hot Dog Money. <laughs> Adam's made of money. You just need to tell I, I'm, him. I'm not money. I have to have money to buy everybody else hot dogs because I lost the first ball. Adam should be able to sponsor the show himself. That's how much money that guy makes. He's he's made of money, especially have you I mean you watched the show. We talked about it earlier. They're printing almanacs over there. It's crazy. Every yeah, week. It's crazy. The John Deere was was exceptionally good. The Open Championship. We'll see how that shakes out, but mm. I'm sure it's looking promising. Did Daly make the cut? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I don't think he wanted to. 
I think my two hundred and seventy-five to one bet on John Daly is dead. He had a reservation. I think, I think he was missing America, and he was like, "I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I want to go back a, to America." He had a reservation at Hooters, which is very smart this time of year. They fill yep. up fast. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end on this. I have one one story for you. I was scrolling through the internet, and I saw a headline that two men went noodling down in Oklahoma and oh, one man yeah. strangled the other man. And I said, oh my wow, gosh, that's crazy. What was this about? And the more I dug into it, the crazier it got. Yeah. So it's here's the thing. story. It ain't just Larry- a noodling story, Eric. No. Oh no, <laughs> no. Larry. And if you're unfamiliar, noodling <laughs> is when you get in a river that you is so, you know, dingy with muck and mud that you can't take see off anything. your pants. <laughs> yeah. You go ahead and disrobe, you get in the water, you're going fishing now. Fishing take all your catfish. clothes off, get in the water. You're fishing and, for uh, catfish. You just go along the bank, and where there's holes that are that are dug out, that's either holding A, a, a catfish, or B, a snapping turtle. And hey, if you like your odds, you reach your hand in there, and uh, hopefully, I guess, hopefully, you have a catfish latch onto your hand, at which point you pull it out of the river and say, that's so bitch, look at that! And I don't know if you then keep it and eat it, but that's noodling. Yes, yes you do. Larry and Jimmy, good buddies. Larry and Jimmy go noodling. Uh, they're out there for a while and ain't catching nothing. Larry decides there ain't no fish here. And Jimmy done tricked him. Larry says. <laughs> Some, something's fishy here. Something's fishy. <laughs> Nothing's biting. Larry, I don't know why Larry, I'm out here. Larry says he discovered that Jimmy, quote, intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Excuse me? Yes. I rewinded. Uh, I don't like the past tense of rewinded. It should be rewound. Maybe it is. Anyways, I went back in the video multiple times to make sure I had that information correctly. Uh, he thought that Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. The two then fought on the ground for roughly an hour. Larry. Uh, High on amphetamines or what? Larry eventually. <laughs> fight for an hour. Larry, you know, uh, punching each other in the head. I don't know, picking up rocks. The end of, of um, what was that movie with Leo DiCaprio? I forget. Anyways, an hour. What's eating Gilbert fighting. Grape? Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, Larry eventually kills Jimmy by strangling him. Larry and his ex-wife then drive Jimmy's truck back to Jimmy's house. Um, the kid asks where his dad is. Larry tells him he ain't coming back. Um, Larry apparently then told family what happened and they called the cops and Jimmy's son dating Larry's daughter. So good luck to those two crazy kids. And, and there it is. (laughs) There it is. I mean, Uh, Thanksgiving's going to be interesting. That is the white trash bow on a white trash present. (laughs) Dating her daughter. Man, there's crazy stories from every state, right? Obviously. And when I hear crazy horrible ones from wisconsin i'm just like you know what thanks a lot there's another one we're not all like this i swear to god but people like me hear this story and i'm like is that how it is is that what that's all about over there all right so just to recap two rednecks go noodling one thinks the jig is up because he's actually trying to feed him to a bigfoot he's been lured out there to be fed to a bigfoot why scrap gravel for an hour 60 minutes 15 rounds. <laughs> Larry kills Jimmy. Jimmy? Yes. Jim. Yeah. And then uh, he did, they just go home and they, they tell the kids, your daddy ain't coming home. There's going to be some changes around here. 
And then what is the <laughs> new classic stepdad? Down. Classic stepdad <laughs> commentary, but he's not the stepdad. He's it, what's the relation? He's a he's dating uh, the daughter. Yeah, their children are dating. The man he oh. just killed, his child is dating the victim's child. Oh, the situation. Oh, yeah. Now, I my next question maybe is the finance guy in the room is. Was, what? Did somebody have a sum Good of connection. money? I like the somebody, there. Was somebody entitled to compensation? <laughs> as, as did somebody have a contract to J.G. Wentworth? Oh. Was there a Sasquatch clause in a life insurance policy where you're going to get a million bucks of Sasquatch? Yeah, and, well, did somebody have a, a re, like a lawsuit or a, yeah, a you have a insurance settlement, payout? But you need paid <laughs> now. <laughs> 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> like, I feel like Jimmy got run over by a forklift at work wow. and was about to be awarded six figs, six to six to eight figs. <laughs> and oh, then man. all of a sudden we got the Sasquatch murder mystery. Yep, I think we got Larry, a new bo- podcast brewing. Yeah. Let's he get made down Larry there. Larry, his beneficiary at the meeting, just because he needed somebody to sign it at work. And now Larry's about to cash in on the forklift incident. Yep. I read um, when I read this story, they were talking about how uh, when they picked him up, he appeared to be under the influence of illegal substances. No, no, no. <laughs> there's no way. I, I, I highly think that this story is is culturally biased against this young man. This is usually a Florida or Ohio thing, but it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I, we have one here about every week, <laughs> and just. <laughs> When I saw this on the news, I immediately thought that's the most Oklahoma thing I've seen this week. <laughs> Every town yeah. has an idiot. This town had two. Yep. There you go. If you saw yeah. that on Jerry Springer, oh. you'd think, oh, that's obviously made up. <laughs> this well, has interviews not. and everything. It's not. Oh, oh my God. Oh. In Oklahoma. Oh, I got one more fight. Uh, John, I'm glad you're here for this. Ozzy Guillen versus John Heyman. Have you seen this? Um, Ozzy Guillen called Tony LaRusso Rick Renteria with credentials. Yeah, um, he does not like how LaRusso is managing uh, the team. He intentionally walked a guy on an 0 1 count, and that pretty much set them off. He, he has a post game show with Scott, Scotty Pesednik, former Brewer, former White Sox. White mm-hmm. Sox, that's weird to say. Uh, they vented about how he's managing the team. That's when he called him Renteria with credentials. Um, Sports writer John Heyman took offense to the Renteria comparison. He accused Guillen of lobbying for the White Sox job by criticizing the current guy. Um, he basically he said something like, uh, let's see how this works out, trying to get the job by criticizing the current guy, something along those lines. Ozzyian says, OK, and tweets out the following. John, you hate me and always badmouth me. Let's settle it. Ra- <laughs> let's raise money, John, me and you in the ring. Whatever money we raise goes to charity. Tickets are 20 bucks, but you're only going to need the edge. Um, <laughs> sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Yeah, that's that's the line. Um, that's a hell of an escalation. I love it. From, <laughs> I like it, too. We need more of it. Absolutely. More of that. I, 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 I love when people are just held accountable to the things that they write. Now, <laughs> Heyman seems to be a little bit correct, but also La Russa sucks. And he's yes. way too old. And he, his defense of himself is always just like classic baseball guy. Well, I, I'm a little smarter than you. You know, uh, Joe Madden used to do that, too. You know, where it's like, hey, you're getting pretty cute by putting your, the big Bambino at the top of the lineup. He's like, yeah, well, you know, that's a, that's a 
sophisticated baseball uh, analogy or talk. And it's kind of the same thing with La Russa, where it's he like has, you can you can gussy it up all you want, but your team sucks and they should not. He has the same energy as a Roger Goodell or a Justin Trudeau, just like this meek, but he goes also, in blackface. But also power drunk wow. guy. I bet. Wow. I mean, he did pass out at a red light in his vehicle. So I wouldn't. I, I like to take tr- jabs at Trudeau every chance I can. But no. Um, <laughs> That's not. He was like, you know, he was starting. He was trying to start something that wasn't there. Because um, um, Ozzy is there. He's friends with like They're friends. Right. So he was definitely trying to start shit. Yeah. And I would be pissed. Yeah like trying to make me look bad he's like trying to make a story out of something that's not a story and yeah i mean la Russa needed to be called out because he, he does suck i'll take that stuff he's old <laughs> he sucks and he should be doing stuff that he's not doing so i don't i don't know what a crazy guy i i also just love that um ozzy's the kind of guy where you, you don't you know it's gonna end with him escalating it so He's just like, yeah. he's the most hot tempered person in all of sports. And I love that about him. And that's why he fits so well with the White Sox. And honestly, he'd probably be a good stand in manager until they find somebody um, who has a capacity to control their emotions. Wouldn't right. be the worst decision. All right. Coach has a hoodie concert to go. I got to go. I got, I got, Later, coach. Oh, you guys, Angela has, see you guys Angela on has, Thursday. Uh, commitments. Go Orioles. <laughs> all right. So in the meantime, Tell us, John, the story, the legend of Rick Renteria. The Rick Renteria. Um, I mean, he's been on both sides of town, and he's kind of like uh, the interim in, to to success. So uh, yeah. you know, if he's making that comparison to to La Russa, you know, he was the guy before Joe Madden. Um, there was Dan Savayam in there for a hot minute, but I think I've been trying to wipe that memory from my brain. Um, and then he went to the White Sox and then the White Sox got hot after. So I don't know. I think Renteria has kind of accepted his role as uh, uh, opening the door for the next guy. But I don't think LaRusse is that guy. I think he's a smart baseball manager, obviously, with, with the Cardinals. And uh, he had stops before that, but that was before my time. Um, I just need – I think the White Sox need to get rid of him, to be honest. I, I don't think he's the right personality for the vibe that they have in that locker room. And people have been saying that since the second he got hired and they've always been right. And they were able to outplay the ineptitude of their manager last year to an extent. But this year you just see the success isn't out there on the field. Yeah. Everybody expected they were the favorites to win the division, I believe. Yeah. uh, Before the season started. And now they're definitely not. All right. We got 55 minutes in anything you want to uh, bring to the table before I wrap this thing up, John. No, I got to see two former Cubs last night. Got to see Jose Quintana and Chris Bryant play. The Ah. uh, Rockies pummeled the Pirates. It was a good time. That's always a good time. I had about a 14-inch hot dog. Um, Nice. It was good. (laughs) Mustard only. Mustard only. Oh, see, that would add 20 minutes to the show. We can't do it. (laughs) thank you everyone for listening if you've come this far then you like the show and you owe us a five-star review on whatever platform you're using right now i don't make the rules if you already have congratulations you're a favorite kind of person especially if you type some words in there 
more like kids any attention is good attention you can say whatever you want hey that host guy is incredible i bet he could catch a catfish with his bare hands or give us your pick for the national league most valuable player it doesn't matter what you type as long as a little algorithm bots come by tonight see some text in there it's all positive for us for real thanks for listening hey come here look at me seriously thanks for listening until next time be good to each other chris is on the road You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.